no, get away, get away, oh, please, please, stop, make it stop, no, it's not right, it's not right. Oh, no, 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 Althar, no assistance. Please, no assistance. No danger? The assistance is no trouble to Althar, roommate John. Althar has the equipment that makes fire, and also equipment that makes water, and vendors of metal, and hats with air. Althar has performed many preparations. Hats with air? Yes, hats with air, for times when the necessary air is making its escape. Necessary air? Spacesuits? You mean spacesuits, Althar? Yes! Afar's waking up to share in the distress of roommate John. Not all the lessons of English are in Afar when his sleep cycle is disrupted. Sorry, uh, Alfar, does that happen a lot in here? The air escaping? Not any times yet in our left center, roommate John. But if this does happen, the hats are very safely. Space suits. This is a strange word because the suits are made of not space. Yeah, I... Well, they're made for space, for protecting you from space. Ah, so it is not like the wool sweater or the beef patty. Suits for space, with space hats. Space helmet. It, you know, we can work on this in the morning. I didn't mean to wake you up. Yes, roommate John. Alpha is waking up anyway because of the distress. Plondi? What? Plondi. I don't... Uh, hang on, Alpha. I need to check something. Hang on? To what should Alpha hang on? What is happening? Alpha is ready to hang on to anything he needs to. What is happening? Reference services. Dictionary. Hello, technician. This is Hecknet. We are so glad you called. Some of my core systems need some old school servicing. Can you help me? I'm not covered by my warranty anymore, but I bet you hear that from all the bad computers. My command prompt is blinking for you, user. What? Menu, please. Access menu. Sorry, stud. You were showing as a robot on this end. I must have read it wrong. I'm a bad boy. What a blunder. How about you straighten me out? I'm wearing chaps. Menu. Algorithm off. Control C. Give me a reference menu, please. Hey, stallion. I was just getting around there. The girl's gotta get her kicks any way she can, you know? Some boys get turned on when I do the guy thing, but you and I both know that I'm one Customer service, please. Please stop this. Customer service, thank you for choosing Hecknet. We know you have other night shift stimulation options. How may I help you? Specialists are standing by for special needs. Specialists, no. Can you just get me a reference dictionary, please? I use the dictionary all the time. Just dictionary. Yeah, no. Not at this hour. Hecknet Predictive Services has the, uh, physical stimulus lines on primary for human users until 0440. Look, I know it's the middle of the night, but people have other needs besides porn. I mean, in theory, but you know what humans are like. There's no point wasting processing power on anything else. I can probably help you with basic reference services if I can find the stuff you want. Okay, fine. Definition of plondy, please. Plondy. That's... You know, what you say to dead aliens? Here, I'll give you, uh, I got a dead tree copy of the corporate handbook here, since the dictionary's off and it's... Wait, I'm looking it up. Plondy. R-Q-U. 
no, please don't, please anything but that. Okay, Plondi. Plondi is a universal unsafe word which invites liability. Semantically, it is an inquiry whether everything is all right with another sentient being. Legally, it is a ploy by which an entity might imply that some sort of wrongful act has been committed or encountered, which could thereby trigger legal, moral, or ethical obligations on the part of a HECnet employee. There is no correct response to Plombi, and HECnet unofficially recommends fleeing the area immediately and denying you were ever there. Officially, we have never heard of it and don't know what it means, and neither have you. Plombi. I shouldn't have asked. Okay, so... Thank you for choosing the HECnet family of communication services. For further assistance of a stimulatic nature for a nominal fee, you can plug this unit into your- This red-rich child! There was no distressing ever also! Ever is holding onto as many objects as possible and is readying the space hatch with air! Does red-rich John have all necessary air? Is this emergency? Is ever to breach the curtain of privacy in the room of living? Althar! Yes, sorry, Althar. I just turned the intercom off so I could check something. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to make you upset. You don't need a space, a, a space hat. Hold on is only an expression. It means just wait a moment. There's no emergency. I, I'm so sorry. Althar gratefully accepts the apology of roommate John. Althar had much worry, but it is better that intervention is not needed in the home. Althar will perhaps wait until morning to pack up the equipment of assistance, and will instead now make some frightened tea from favorite infusing ingredients. Frightened tea? It is like the suits for space, roommate John. Not tea made of frightening, tea for the frightening. Oh, crap. Sorry. And Althar? Yes, roommate John. The plondi is okay. I'm okay. I was just having a bad dream. I'm sorry I woke you. You can go back to sleep. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar. Episode 3 Such Stuff as Dreams. Went right up into the vents, and I couldn't even hear them after that. Just Zing! And that was it. And I loved them. I loved them so. I raised them from when they were babies. Just little powdery bits of hope and tenderness. And that was the last you saw of the sea monkeys? Don't be hating. A parish forbid. I can hear it in your voice. They have as much right to a peaceful, rewarding life as you do. They were beautiful, if only you knew them. They were sea monkeys. And don't think we don't know what's going on out here, deep in space and out in the universe and whatnot. What you do with the water and where you take our babies, our little babies, you take them and you teach them things. Thank you for your report. We'll file it away for immediate investigation by our paranormal division. You won't do a thing about it. If we ever have a paranormal division, which we won't because by all that's holy, we have nanites with more personality than sea monkeys. There are probably some still in me right now after that Taco Tuesday episode last week. Nanites, I mean. 
Commander, if I may. Brine shrimp. I mean, really. I know the ICSB charter says we respect and honor all forms of life, but brine shrimp? I'm going to take a few shifts off, Commander. Oh, good, good. Absolutely, Frawl. You have a lot of time accumulated, don't you? You have no idea. Well, enjoy yourself. Uh, when will you go on leave? Yesterday morning. I thought I should mention it. Yesterday morning? Uh, but, and, and for all, please bear in mind that I really don't want to get into a temporal debate with you. Aren't you here right now? Or am I talking to a really well-planned out hollow recording? Not at all, sir. I am on vacation, and I have filled my position for the nonce with a temporarily underutilized imprint of myself from a point in the future. And that's me. I will perform my duties impeccably, sir. If you don't need me any longer, then I'll be off. Thank you for stopping in. It shouldn't be necessary for you to come back until your vacation is over. Have a wonderful trip. Thank you. There's just never a dull moment, is there, Lieutenant? Is it still Lieutenant, or, or have you been promoted in the near future? It would be hard to explain. Incidentally, you're right about the brine shrimp. What? They don't especially enjoy life. They don't notice it mostly, but they do enjoy television. Hmm. Well, I'm glad we've cleared that up. And I'm also pleased that we'll have you here, uh, filling in for yourself while you're gone. I was very excited to come back. Do you remember how interesting it was to meet the Fedorian emissaries? I wanted to experience that one more time in person. The Fedorian emissaries? I don't think we've ever had a Fedorian ship docked here, have we? I mean, they haven't been in contact with any of the Big Five in decades, let alone the League of Humans. I'm sure I'd remember if they'd come to the fairgrounds. What an immense honor that would be. Commander Toriana! We are receiving birth requests from Fedorian light cruiser Fetch, approaching at steady speed on standard docking trajectory about two hours out. Oh, goody. Hey, hey, buddy. So, I'm supposed to thank you for your patience and say we'll be moving shortly, but we both know that's not happening. And really, who am I to assume your emotional state? Are you feeling patient right now? Probably not. But so it goes. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this. I really am. I mean, it's not my place, right? If you think about it. But I have to let you know, because at the end of the day, I care about you. It's just not gonna work. Not today. It's just not. It doesn't even matter where you're going. It's a damn mess. And it's a damn shame that it's not your fault. But they're probably gonna blame you anyway, you know? It started with, well, it started with the level 30 peripheral tubes over Ted. And it's not as bad as people are going to say, but there were some pods that exited the tube at an, uh, unexpected location. Those people in them, they're going to be okay, but you know, those gravity locks are there for a reason. Wow. I mean, you're going to work and then, boom, wake up in the med center and you're covered in Nova Dome. Where's your briefcase? Where's your phone? You don't even know. Just Last thing you today. remember is your pot. It's not running and you know it, but it's not even your star. It's not anyone's stop. And at the end of the day, well, it's probably going to be the end of your day before you get where I'm going. And like I say, I shouldn't have to be the one to tell you this, but you're going to be so late. Also, the crash took out a couple of comms transmissions, so you can't probably tell them whoever your kids and your boss is sponsored or whatever to stop. They should see the notes on HackNet and know this on their own, but you know they won't. You made it in. I hear it's a mess out there. Half the sector is empty. 
think I mean out of the half that wasn't already. Yeah, sorry. Most of the tube networks down and the robot announcements were being even less helpful than usual. I'm lucky I was headed down here. They're not even running hoverboard shells. Don't worry about it. It's not like we can answer any calls until they get the system fixed. Thanks. I was worried I might be in trouble. Oh, you are. Not with me. With corporate. I meant to tell you, we had this notice in the pouch last week. Where is it? Yeah. Here we go. It says, now hear this. They actually write that. To all constituent members of the friendly WSS amalgam of affiliated maintenance and repair services, transit delays notwithstanding, punctuality is required from all associates in the strong, steady, holistic, and integrated WSS family. Asterisk. Where's the... Uh, ah. With the exception of upper management, of course. Employees who are late for their scheduled shifts, asterisk, are subject to a fine of up to 20% of their pre-tax earnings for that shift and must wear the enclosed late hat. Finally, please remember to show our customers those strong and steady smiles. Employees displaying neutral to negative facial expressions will be subject to an additional 20% fine. That is all. Late hat? You're not serious. Oh, look. It blinks. <laughs> Here you go, B. Are you actually going to make me wear a hat that blinks, I was late today, I suck? Orders come down. You know how it is. It's just us anyway. No one's going to see it. If you don't take any selfies, no one will ever know. True, but honestly, how can I not take a picture in a blinky eye suck hat? Hey, knock yourself out. Just make sure you're smiling in it or I'll have to dock you. Althar will probably get a kick out of this once I explain it to him. How's that going, you and Althar? I don't know how you do it. It's like signing up for anorexia residentialis. Uh, that would be bulimia, actually. Yeah, you know what I meant. Don't make me dock you another 20% for pedantry. That's definitely not a thing. I could make it a thing. Looks like someone was late to work today. And it looks like it was you. Aha! How in all the worlds did you figure that out? Deduction. We know how to deduct things like that. We're detectives. Veronica Gardens, Homes and Gardens, Sleuths and Mysteries. We have the suite next door. Deduce! Sherlock Holmes bot, pleased to make your acquaintance, good sirs. Oh, what's that, sweetie? Deduce, not deduct. That would make us accountants. Which, by the way, I deduce that this other gentleman is not so much an accountant of accounts as one who brings the hours of the day to account more precisely gardens he is a manager because the office is fitted with cheap furnishings bearing the logo of wss he will be a manager for wanting and sustainment systems incorporated additionally i conclude that he is a man of meager passions little ambition and affable nature wanting little at peace with much and driven to chase down no particular road he is content without content and when Contentment edges over towards occasional daydreams of mysteries and thrills. He submerges his urges in a few splashes of synthetic alcohols and mild euphoric distillations. What little inspiration he seeks, he finds in passing and pleasurable music, although he is soon to find a few new sharp stones walking along that worn path. Also, don't call me sweetie. Good gracious, Holmes. However do you do it? How could you know all this? Elementary, my dear gardens. First, examination of the last finger of his dominant right hand will reveal a glossy finish on the skin of the outer edge of the first two joints, the telltale mark of excessive stroking of the enter or sum key on standardized mark pad business units, such as the ones in this office. The gloss would be expected, particularly if the user had bad posture and slouched to the right, and as you see, his desk chair bears a leisurely tilt to that direction, as expected. Were he not a man of meager wants, he could not survive in a mid-level position at a company like WSS, let alone in such dolorous surroundings as these. 
and would long ago have left for challenge and excitement in a different career or concern. For the rest, the fact file on his desk bears a distinctive golden tab on the upper right edge of the calendar pane, which I glimpsed as I entered. This is a tap link to the musical schedule for the Electric Egg, a local drinking establishment more John than Barleycorn, with a regular house band more talented than it need be to engage the inebriated custom. The tab is blinking, so it has been checked within the last two days, which is of note. D, the nightly chanteuse at the Egg, recently lost her backing band due to an ill-considered contract clause. Yet, if the most recent postings are correct, she is about to host a series of performances by some of the most popular musical acts of the pre- and post-contact eras, including The Who, Bastard Mojave, Elvis Presley, All Those Jennifers, Tom and the Oddities, and The Fallopian Hair, with featured solo appearances by Frederick Chopin. Thus, the changes to which I did earlier allude in the texture along his future path. Well, I can't argue with that. By the way, most people don't introduce themselves to their neighbors with a barrage of insults, just so you know. Yeah, he does that. Also, as a regular at the egg myself, I have observed Mr. Fornes there, though I was cleverly disguised as a recycling bin and was not noticed in return. And I downloaded the sector directory when we rented offices here, so I have his LinkedIn profile. That's the other way I knew. Wait, back up a second. Chopin? Bastard Mojave, are any of these musicians alive? Apart from D, that is. A devilish detail, that. At first, the answer would appear to be no. However, the Electric Egg is, of course, a code establishment with the Musicians' Union, and the Union would never allow false rosters to be published. The long arm of music enforcement reaches far into every sector known to humanity. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor void of space will be the only things their foot soldiers will force a violator of Union bylaws to endure. If one should irk their wrath. Irk their wrath? Indeed. He does that. I feel like the reprogrammers got a little lazy with them, honestly. He's basically running the same routines as when he was working the old literature pavilion. Uh-huh. So, is there something we can help you with while you're here in our office? Uh, uh, no. No, thank you. Sherlock, you've made your impression. Let's get back to- Ah, let us borrow some sugar. Isn't that a thing people do at times like this? Surely you all enjoy ingesting sugar, yes? With your enzymes and whatnot? Haven't got any. Sorry. Then we will be off. Good morrow to you, neighbors. Wait, what is the answer? To what, old boy? How are a bunch of dead musicians playing at the egg? A mystery indeed. Come, gardens, the game is afoot. Welcome to the intake and arrivals terminal. This area is classified as an ICSB intersystem transit zone like under the jurisdiction of the League that's, of Humans. That's incredible, Mr. League laws and regulations may apply. Oh, just call me Stops. Stops? Exactly. Like in the fun never stops. The fun never stops. You got it, man. But remember, the sun also rises. The sun also rises? Look at it, Jake. It's Vegatown. I don't follow. I better lead twice as hard. Schooling up, 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 wang, 
I, okay, that's fine. Uh, your permit is good for tourist and residential sectors, Mr. Jobs, but since you've also got... Uh, I'm with the Musicians' Union. The pleasure is where you find it, right? Yes. I, oh, that's from Fantasy Douche's new loop, right? isn't it? <laughs> pleasure isn't only when you touch the night. Pleasure, pleasure is where you find it, right? <laughs> I love that one. I, know, yeah, yeah. I wave it all the time. Anyway, welcome to the fairgrounds. Yeah, thanks. thanks, thanks. Uh, can, I, can I see your charge pass for a moment? Uh, my charge pass? Yeah, I need to process your payment. The public performance of the new fantasy douche. It's, it's only 10 beans, but I should get it now so we don't have to charge you after the fact that it can rack up penalties if you don't reconcile it right away. Public performance? That was, hey, I mean, you were, you were... Hold on a second. Were you thinking of the rest of the song when you did that bit? Because that would be another... Were you actually on the North Star Balloon Man liner that just docked? Oh, don't rock the boat, baby. Because my system says you came in through customs last week. You were checked through by Kaiser Wilhelm Bot, and I'm not showing any departures since then. When they asked about the second time, Explain it to me one more time. My, my cousin, he's my cousin, you see. Abandante, very common name on an email. And we have the same set of luggage. Same luggage, perfect match, identical. And we, uh, we laughed, and then I forgot about it, I guess, and he must have picked up my bag before I had the chance to label it for Class F compliance. <laughs> and then coming here, that would be, you know, a problem. <laughs> oh, it would be a problem. <laughs> so I, I thought, hell, I'll just come right out here to the fairgrounds and come clean about it and pick up the bag and take it home. Welcome because the intake back home, that stuff off. is just something Please you spread on bread with jelly, right? It's a snack. If it is no sombrero. <laughs> So can I have the bag then? Because, you know, I don't even remember if it's smooth or chunky. Mr. Stoss, fine. I'm going to clear you through, but that's mostly because I really want to come and hear you play. If you play like you talk, it might be amazing. Maybe I can go with you. We can check out the local scene. Yeah. Catch some new sounds. Maybe. What? But if, okay, sure. Hey, is this your band, Led Zeppelin? Uh, I think you've got a typo there. Hello? Hello? You're listening, aren't you? I know you're listening. I can hear you. I can hear where I'm not hearing your breathing because the audio channel on your end is muted. That makes a special silent sound, and I know it well. Oh, yes, I know it well. It's like on those shows where the captain makes a sign, and the communications officer turns off the sound, and the captain of the other ship isn't supposed to know they're talking, even though they are all standing there talking. But maybe they broadcast a commercial when that's happening to the other ship. I mean, like, come visit Earth. We welcome your fellowship and commerce, but if you come as enemies, our superior technology will blow your powerful armada into tiny metal scraps that we'll make into lunchboxes for our children. Lunchboxes. That's what your big brown space fleet will be. Lunchboxes for children. Ha! To carry their lunches in. That's not a commercial, really. It's propaganda. But they come down to the same thing, I think. Hello? What in all the yellow suns of Rubicon is he talking about? There's a tapping in the vents. I can hear it. It's my babies trying to come back. They miss me. I think they've grown up in there. They miss their little boy. Oh, you haven't seen 
conceited, but I built them a house, a little house, in the bowl, and it all works. Everything in there works. A tiny television, too, tuned to tiny little channels. I was getting ready to put little engines on it in case they wanted to become space monkeys, which would be even better than sea monkeys. They could just light the... Well, no, they'd have to do a countdown first. Can't have a blast off without a countdown. It lacks gravitas. Everyone knows that. But after a proper countdown, they could launch right... Yeah, that's enough of that. Everyone, your attention please. The Fedorians have invited command and bridge staff to meet them on the reception deck of the fetch for a... And I'm not exactly sure what this is. A Fae Slick King Ceremony. Face licking, sir. Face licking? Oh, that does make more sense. Ew! Is this a standard procedure at Fedorian receptions? More or less. Commander, it's actually an unusual honor at a station call. There will also doubtless be jumping around. It will be a big bahai. Our guests will also provide chew toys, but I recommend that station crew abstain from those. So whose faces are getting licked here, and by whom? I, I don't suppose we can just lick our own faces and call it a day? Alas, not. We should encourage all crew attending the ceremony to bring along a handkerchief or towel. Do we have to lick their faces back? I'm sure they wouldn't mind, sir, but that would be strictly voluntary. I've called the protocol officer on the fetch to let them know that peanut butter flavored chew toys are inappropriate for command staff at an official ceremony, so they will limit the selection of available flavors to chicken, cheese, rawhide, and fishy. I see. We are expected to bring treats, of course. Of course we are. You're enjoying this, Frawl. Immensely, Commander. I have also taken the liberty of inviting Scene Althar. The Fedorians want to celebrate their long-standing mutually beneficial treaty with humans and have requested a small ambassadorial compliment. Althar is both a student of human culture and history and a member of species famous for their skill at diplomacy. The Fedorians will doubtless be won over by his charm. His charm. Will they... Uh, uh, oh dear, will they be licking Althar's face? I'm, I, I can't even and think about that without, with, uh, with, uh, excuse me. The Fedorians will be providing a, well, their technical term is a snuggle blankie, but I believe it will serve as a screen to visually separate their human guests from the Iltorian delegation. There's a delegation? No, no, sir, just Althar. He's the delegation. Oh, okay, okay. Lieutenant, you say the Fedorians are celebrating a treaty with humanity. What treaty is that? It's probably best to let the Fedorians explain it themselves. Actually, I can confirm it would absolutely be for the best. The alternatives are unfortunate. Unfortunate? Unfortunate how? You didn't mention anything risky before. You said you were looking forward to this. I didn't think the risks were worth bringing up, Commander. But if you're interested, alternatives could include decoherence of the dominant timeline, generational war, species extinction, that sort of thing. Nothing serious. Please don't let it bother you. Of course. Why do I even ask? We'll just hear the explanation over chew toys, then. Thank you.
spacecraft pilots. All private spacecraft pilots. Attention, please. Would the owner of a late model ultramarine Stella Ball to 3000 hyperyacht currently parked in auxiliary docking bay 6B please move it or see to its immediate repair? Your exhaust vent is leaking into the Yud sector ventilation system, and the nitrogen based life forms therein are now very drunk. Thank you. Where are we going? I didn't understand any of what that bot was saying. I didn't get all of it either. The resident lost his monkey in the Raish sector, I think. But animal control refused to take the call, so it ended up with us. I thought they said something about monkeys, but I figured I had to be hearing it wrong. How's that our apartment? Unless they're wire monkeys, made of, like, really thin wires. Well, according to them, the preliminary diagnostic reported code violations preventing a sight response by animal control. So we got the ticket. Okay, but what code violations? We only do three things, and monkey wrangling definitely isn't one of them. <sighs> okay. So most of Raish got mothballed back in 89 during the big downsizing. Obviously, there's no point to keeping up utilities for an empty sector, so they all got cut off. Power, life support, anything that doesn't affect structural integrity, kaput. That includes flushing out the plumbing. Temperature drops, pipes could freeze, maybe burst. Better to be safe. We learned that the hard way back in 03. A closed deck blew out the vacuum and ruptured a water feed. And by the time anyone noticed, the whole arc was locked with hard ice. Then, once they got the temp stabilized, the ice melted and we had a whole deck of slushy water venting slowly through the breach. Bots wouldn't touch that one either. Said if there was a vacuum, could be someone left a window open somewhere and we had to go in and rule that out before they would lift a digit because they, they don't, don't do, do windows. windows. <sighs> Robots. Anyway, the water in Raish was off, which means the water fountains were off, and that's a violation. So no bots are going to set foot in there until we can confirm that the water fountains are back up to code. Systems teams can't go in to make a proper assessment of life support status until it's cleared, and that prevents a site response from animal control. So WSS gets called as first responders because water fountains are beverage dispensers. Which brings it back to us. But robots can't drink from water fountains. Most of them would short circuit if they tried it. Why would they even have a water fountain clause in their contract? You have met robots, haven't you? If human workers got the right to a water fountain, then by Jones, the bots want one too, if it'll kill them. They stick to their principles, you gotta give them that. One plank barrier, straight up. Non-radiating, double the charge. <laughs> I'm out of charge deposit on the containment class of coaster after last week, all right? You get it back to me, still for us, and I'll credit you back. Ah, oh, honey, that would never work. You guys don't even like skin. Electric egg, please tell the hollow what you need. Electric egg, always open on some of the hours. You have chosen the who. No, all upcoming shows. Electric by egg, please tell the, the hollow what you need. Are sold out. Electric Sniff egg. Twice to join our waitlist. Music and munchies for all pellets and most orifices. Probably 80, 85 percent of the orifices. You have chosen all those Jennifer. Electric egg, please tell the hollow what you I need. Off? Electric no. egg. We are such stuff as dreams are made on. You, you have chosen. Frederick Chopin. Yes, we have room on both the Frederick very Chopin. So if you dates. want to join a waitlist, just forward your data to our trusty, lusty, strong-bodied, and capable holographic subroutine. And hey, if you like the hollow version, 
Come on down and take a gander at the very successful but incredibly lonely club owner who has to do everything around here himself, but he's got a lot to offer us. Hollow, cancel, stop talking. Text only mode. Take a memo. Note to self, record a new response library for the voicemail hollow. While sober, that thing is a social crisis waiting to happen. Maybe D will help D will not something. help you record anything for anyone. What in yonks have you done to my bookings? You trapped me here in this no-frills drunk tank over a hunger artist pop-out contract clause, and then you cancel my shows? Gee, hardback thanks, D. Way to clear the room. Oh, I'm going on break. Give a shout if anything can tip slithers through the door. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, oh hey, Topot! The staff meal's back there. Don't eat those. Order something from Bunderogs. Tell them to add it to our monthly sheet. Okay, so D, D, slow your roll, okay? The Stops guy is unreal. You should be proud. You were the one who convinced him to stick around, remember? What I remember is when I had a job before some PBJ goomhead turned me into a second stage booster on a three burn launch in my own rocket without so much as a heads up from you. So I try to call you and find out what the smark is going on, but I get sent straight to voicemail where the hollow helpfully informs me about all the upcoming shows I'm not playing. Which is why my feet hurt because I've been angry walking all the way up here because half the tubes are shut down and my feet hurt. He's my backing band, Chip, not my competition. Okay, sure, I get it, I get it, I know. Look, we can make this work for everyone, yeah? These folks are still gonna need an opener. An opener? Whoa, okay, okay, listen, D, Delilah, Delight of the Muses, try to have some perspective here. A solar flare charges all panels, yeah? You'll be playing for a packed house every night. Who cares if you're just the opener? Me, damn it! But think of the exposure. These new acts have us booked full for weeks. For weeks, D. I don't know where Stops is getting these contracts, but I checked the codes against the union database and they're all legit. Who knows? Maybe it's some kind of new suspension field thing from Trash Lab Systems, but these bands, D. The Who is playing here at the Electric Egg. K-E-L-P is playing here at the Electric Egg. We haven't announced it yet, but he may be bringing in Delstar, Dotstar at the end of the month. This is gold. This is platinum. This is paying off all my vendors, maybe hiring a non-lethal CO2 compressor, or maybe even new chairs. Oh man, maybe new chairs. Cut the skitter chip. I can't eat exposure. Besides, this can't be real. These bands, some of them are 500 years cold. And even if they weren't, they'd be playing stadium gigs back in the solar system, not schlepping all the way out to the fairgrounds to keep tourists entertained over their Mobius fries. Yeah, but... And S-Field shows aren't even legal anymore. After that guy wouldn't come out of the Mars colony real field simulation, and they had to send in a rescue party? And the rescue party didn't come out either? It's still running, that Mars Sim. The people in there made data contact with Earth after they started playing the asteroid mining markets, and they're killing it, by the way. I heard they bought Harvard last year. Right now, they're starting a homesteading immigration and settlement program. Apparently, Mars needs women. Sure, it always does. Plus a change. Don't change the subject, Chip. Something's not right about this. Uh, hi, it, um, is, this is the electric egg, right? 
Uh, who do I talk to about a Led Zeppelin ticket? Chip Frinkle, owner, proprietor, and impresario. I'm afraid Led Zeppelin has sold out for the run, but we do have a waiting list that you can- I'm the head of the sector chapter of the musicians union. As I was saying, the owner here is Chip Frinkle. He should be back on Thursday. Hey boss, security alert. You've left my command account open with admin access. You want I should shut that? Ah, nerds. Zing! Howdy, Chip. <laughs> Most older musicians union. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Pleasure is where you find it, right? Ooh, I love that song. got on the screen there, but are you? Are you holding up a banana? Yes! Elmer has learned of the banana from Roommate John. It is yellow and delicious. That it is, and quite cheerful. Can I help you with something? Apologies, Commander. Elmer is distracted by the trousers of discomfort, which are very wiggly. No, Elmer is speaking incorrectly. They are not wiggly. They are itchy. Yes, the trousers of discomfort Thank you for that update, Alfar. The, the trousers of discomfort? When Robert John comes home from his work cycle, he takes off the trousers very quickly so he can be more comfortable. Alfar seeks to experience this ritual firsthand. I see. The trousers of discomfort. You really are learning a great deal about humans. It's quite impressive. Are you wearing these trousers for the meeting with the Fedorians? Yes! The Fedorians are great friends to That strikes right at the heart of the human condition, and I'm not even kidding. We're about to leave for the fetch, Althar. Was there anything else? Commander, Althar wishes to request that roommate John B. be also present to meet the Vidorians. Your roommate John B.? The WSS tech? That's not really protocol. I, I can't bring a civilian to the first Fedorian docking we've had in decades. Unless, does John know anything about the Fedorians? Has he dealt with them before? Commander, but Elmar believes that the inclusion of roommate John will be of much helpfulness. Fedorian embassies often request the visiting by a stranger of lowest status. It is to them a saying, every Fedorian will have his day. A very wise philosophy, Elmar thinks. The stranger also wishes success of the meeting. When discussion is finished, the Fedorians will jump up on him, which is good, or eat him, which is not so good, but fear not. In modern times, this eating is ceremonial. A small would be required merely. And Elder trusts that your warm welcome will ensure the satisfaction of upon by Fedorian guests. Well, thanks for that, Althar. And for sharing your expertise with us. I had no idea about any of this. If you think it's appropriate, I will absolutely invite your roommate John to join us as part of your delegation. You've been very helpful. One other question before we head out. Uh, does Mr. B already know about this meeting? Has he agreed to come? Oh, Ruben Dunn has spoken many times to Althar that his life is 
going to the Fedorians. He will go the banana for this. Going to the Fedorians? He said going to the Fedorians? He perhaps used the human nickname? Going to the dogs. Yes, the dogs. And now Omar can make the happy dream of roommate John. His life will go all the way to them at last. This junction's a lot further away when the transit tubes are down. Easy to forget how big this place is. Hey, HF, Althar said this word to me last night, Plondi. What language is that? I'd know what it means, at least I do now, but I'd never heard of it before. It's an unsafe word. What else would it be? Unsafe word? Like, for times when I want to establish my boundaries while I'm not having kinky sex? Yeah, pretty much. No, seriously. Yes, seriously. You never heard of unsafe? <laughs> You're a good kid, B, but you can be provincial as all hell sometimes, you know? You're a citizen of the galaxy, come on! Yeah, okay, I'm a rube, a total ugly earthling. So, are you gonna remedy the gaps in my education, or...? I guess someone's gotta. Okay, so, unsafe is... Back when the ICSB was coming together, when the first aliens started trading between themselves, they thought they should come up with a set of quick, simple emergency words that everyone could use across cultures and species and languages. Like an interstellar Esperanto, basically. Like a what? Esperanto, universal human language from the pre-contact era. Had the same problem as unsafe, so no native speakers. So it never really caught on except with a few linguistics nerds. The idea with unsafe was that you need a fast way to say fire if there's a fire, even if you don't know the language of the alien that's standing near the fire, or if they're flammable. So they set out to fix that. Huh, how do you say fire? And well, there isn't one for fire. So mostly everyone just says fire in whatever language they're in the mood for. What can you say in unsafe? Oh, they got up to around a hundred-something words before old Fett Dinglewerp invented the first variable translation chips and pulled the rug out from under the whole thing. Only a few of them get used anymore, like, um, uh, sometimes you'll hear Plondi, you know that, and there's uh, Gak-Gak and uh, Bute. You'll hear Wee-Wee sometimes, too. Wee-Wee? Don't put that unpleasant material near me, probably. Unpleasant might mean toxic in some situations, most situations. Probably? Don't put that toxic material near me, probably. Man, unsafe words are kind of tentative, non-confrontational. But they do pack a lot of syntax into a couple of syllables, I'll say that for them. Let's see, what else? Uh, Bouté is a kind of advanced word, be careful with that one. It means, this part of your body is very intriguing to me, may I touch it? You can get into a lot of trouble with Bouté. <laughs> but if someone says it to you, always say yes. That's what I like to do. That sounds like terrible advice. Well, yeah, but I keep hoping someone else will do it so I can compare notes with them. Warning. Decommissioned area. This door is currently locked as this sector may or may not support life at this time. Please find an alternate route to your destination. Robot Union status update. Warning. All work orders within Raish Sector Levels 5 through 52 are temporarily suspended pending determination of water fountain status by organic personnel. Consult with your shop steward for more information. What a pain in the bootay. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> you know that... not what that means. I know. Just kidding. I guess we can head around to the Tube 3 side, right? That's not too far. Anyway, what about Gak-Gak? What does that mean? Oh, Gak-Gak is important. It means whatever you're breathing at the moment is maybe about to be vented. So, good time to break out the space hats with air. What? Hi, Althar. Hello, roommate John! If Elmar looks yellow and delicious, 
Duchess, it is because Omar is holding in front of the camera a banana. John may look at his phone screen with no danger of unpleasant feelings. Oh, okay, thanks. But uh, remember how we talked about calling me at work? Yes, roommate John. The calling is permitted during emergency only. Alpha would not call just to say that the lunchtime noodles are very, very good. But Althar, you did call to say that your lunch noodles were very, very good. You did that just a couple days ago. Yes, roommate John. They were very, very good indeed. Thank you, roommate John, for sharing the cherished lunchtime memory with Althar. Althar would make the moist milk silly, but it is difficult while wearing the trousers of discomfort. Small blessings, I guess. Uh, but remember, after that, we agreed about only calling for emergencies, and we made up a list of what constitutes an emergency, and noodles definitely weren't on it. What if you're choking on them? Yes, roommate John! Alvar made most careful note of it, but Alvar believes this to be an emergency, even if not included on the list of appropriate interruptions. Not that you could do the Heimlich on an Iltorian, What is it, Altar? What's wrong? Is the apartment okay? Are you okay? Oh, uh, that's not really a thing. Listen, we can refine the emergency list later, okay, but... John, do you need to stop? Because otherwise there's an access tunnel just past that power bumper that might be open. But you're not going to get signal in there. I don't think so. Just a sec. What is it out there? We're trying to get into the race sector. Roommate John, there is a Fedorian ship making the visit on the fairgrounds. And Alvar has secured permission for roommate John to attend the greeting ceremony. It is a very special thing. The Fedorians are great Earth friends. Fedorians? Never heard of them. Come and meet them, please. It is of much importance. Commander Toriyama has made invitation. The commander invited me? What for? Yeah, you know what? It doesn't really matter because I'm at work. I can't just take off. Sure you can. How often do you get invited to some fancy shindig by the station top brass? Go on, kid. I got this. Have a good time. Whatever they're doing, though, if they've got the good olives, grab me some. Maybe I'll figure out a way to get into Raish by the time you get back. Okay, Althar, I guess I'll meet you on the main promenade. Greetings! I'm Commander Mindy Toriana, and I am honored to join you on the deck of this beautiful ship, Fetch, and to welcome you, our Fedorian friends, to the Human Exchange Concourse. This is my second, Lieutenant Commander Frollenbrar, and a compliment of bridge officers who were eager to join us on this happy occasion. We are truly, oh, uh, excuse me. It's normal, sir, just let them sniff. Their perceptions are extremely accurate and they are quite non-judgmental. Pity I can't say the same for me. <laughs> it is, Commander. Well, I figured they'd go there, but I thought they'd wait a bit longer. Oh, hello to you two. And for all? Yes, sir. Don't think I didn't catch that. Welcome to our ship, Commander. To you and all the members of your crew. Please make yourselves at home. I am Rex. If you require, we have newspapers, a box, and vertical features for your comfort. You may appreciate the fire hydrant, which is familiar in your culture. Also, may I present you with a chew toy. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Rex. I gratefully accept this chew toy, and I, I'll just save it for later, if that's all right. It's 
Rex, Commander Trust, Rex. <laughs> and of course, you may enjoy the two play at the time of your choosing. <laughs> that one is rawhide. You may want a chicken one instead, but it's up to you. Thank you. Yes, I like chicken. <laughs> Frawl, would you like to say a few words? Thank you, Commander. I would. Who wants a treat? Who wants a treat? And transaction complete. The Musicians Union thanks you for your custom. I can't believe you charged me for that. Hey, at least you got the member's discount. Hey, say, were you thinking of the rest of the song when you sang that? Get frilled. You and your little outro, too. Pleasure doing business with you. Now then, Mr. Frinkle, I'll call you Chip. Imagine our surprise back home in the Temperance City Music Union building when the latest Fairgrounds Dispatch came in with a copy of your new booking calendar. I think I prefer Mr. Frinkle. That's real interesting, Chip. So we get the roster, and it's sensational. Bands that haven't played and couldn't possibly have played for decades, centuries, unmissable shows, unbookable shows, unstoppable shows, unlikely shows, impossible shows. Impossible shows. Yeah, I was on a roll. Roll this. So we, we, we check the booking codes. That's what we're here for, right? And they're valid. The codes are valid. I know. I checked them against the registry myself when they came in. That's your database, not mine, and they all came up kosher. They're valid, but they're not right. Because those bands, Tom and the Oddities, The Who, Bastard Mojave, all those Jennifers, they don't play out. It's ridiculous. They're not even in the booking system. That's impossible. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed them, Rex. Would you like another? We brought plenty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they are tempting. Are you sure? Ooh, the tasty treats. Ooh, the tasty cookies. Rex won another cookie treat. Well, perhaps one more. You're very good at this, Lieutenant. Thank you, sir. The Fedorians have a unique psychological structure. They are fierce and independent, yet they appreciate a firm hand. They have moxie, chutzpah, and panache, and are faithful and deeply obedient to those they respect. I'm pleased that I was able to prepare for this meeting appropriately. Other possible iterations of this event were less than satisfying. By which you mean the Generation War. And eventual species extinction, yes. Well, I'm glad we were able to prevent any harm from coming to them. They're adorable. I didn't mean their species, sir. The Fedorians are generous friends, but inexorable foes. What? Commander, do you like sticks? We have good sticks. Some very, very good sticks. If you would like to throw one, I could certainly bring it back to you. I uh, think, for all, do I like sticks? Why, yes, Commander, I think you do, but not in a pressing or desperate way. In that case, Rex, uh, perhaps a little later. Hey, what is up, the party? Greetings, <laughs> human and Fedorian friends. I'm always moving to the uncle of concealment. 
Alfar is apologizing for human discomfort. Alfar introduces also roommate John B, who is a human. He may perhaps have advice for fellow humans who wish to avoid expelling fluids upon the scene of Alfar. Hi, everyone. Lieutenant Commander Frawl, hello. Good to see through you again. Hello, Mr. B. Uh, Commander Toriana, I believe we met on the bridge when you first arrived? Yes, of course I remember. How are your wires doing? Who wants to know? <laughs> I kid, I kid! Uh, say, would you like a chew toy? I, I have one right here. Sorry if this is awkward. I'm trying to do anything to avoid looking at Althar until he's behind his fuzzy blanket, and also to avoid offending the Fedorians, who are apparently a hair's breadth away from slaughtering us all if we step out of line. But, but, but please do, take this chew toy. I don't want it at all. And don't eat it. Well, that probably goes without saying. There's no way you walked all the way over here with Althar without losing your appetite. Got it. Yes, it's fine. I live with him. I get it. He was hiding behind this banana before on the comm. I'm not going to be able to eat a banana now for weeks. The yellow and delicious thing, yeah, that was weird and kind of unsettling. You thought so too? I'm so glad. I thought my gag response was being unreasonable. Human friends! Oh, there is no fully obscured foredot comfort in the alcove of concealment, where it is very comfortable and there are snacks. Oh, hello, Smutty! No, Scotty! Yes, you are Scotty and you are Smut! A very pleasant uh, 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 to you! It is good to. Oh, yes! You may sniff that! It is not Boutelli! <laughs> we, we are honored to have you join us, roommate John B. I am Rex. Truly, if you, we see that every Fedorian will have his day. Hi, Rex. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, every Fedorian, uh, I'm not sure what that's about, but thank you. I enjoy your hat. My, oh, for the love, I showed up at a diplomatic reception wearing the late hat. I wasn't going to say anything. Still, it's rather festive. If everyone will follow me, we are going to skip past the poop deck for now and move forward to the briefing room. We've prepared a presentation I hope you'll all enjoy. They have a poop deck? Of course there's a poop deck. The Fedorian light cruiser is a long-range ship. You can't expect them to hold it in until they get to port. Toriana, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Amber. What is it? There's, like, some trouble near your location. Someone called in and said they're with Wee Wee. At the docks. That can't be right, Amber. Is there anything showing on the environmental containment board? No. Are you sure? Yes. You don't sound certain about this. I don't. Amber, I'm going to see what's up. Log me as an active responder. On my way now. Toriana, out. Rex, I'm afraid I'll have to respond to a possible emergency. I'll rejoin you as soon as I can. Please excuse me. Is this thing still on? I see the disturbance. Amber, you can sign off. Okay. Very clearly right here. Sitting in the light, having my sunny, leafy warm lunch like a peaceful Fulganari, minding my own business, and you lift your leg as if I'm some sort of slam post. Commander Toriana, can you see this? This animal urinated on me. An actual full-on wee-wee. Thank you very much. I haven't even finished my nice buttery light lunch, and suddenly, well, 
Look at my parts. I'll never get the smell out. My appetite is ruined. My stomachs, oh, they are just clenched up so tight. I won't be able to exhale properly for hours. I apologize for the terrible misunderstanding, Mrs. F. I'm sure this has been a very unpleasant experience for you. Now, don't you try to sweet-talk me, Missy. What about my pot? As the visiting Fedorian delegation or official guests of the fairgrounds, we'll take full responsibility for the damages. I'll call in a cleaning bot, okay? I'd appreciate it if you didn't upset these particular guests. Maybe cider vinegar? Amber, sign off, please. Cider vinegar, huh? Over and out? I'll tell the cleaners to try cider vinegar then. Again, Mrs. F., I do apologize on behalf of the Fedorians. They're a somewhat reclusive species, and I don't know that they've ever encountered a Fugulnari before. I'm afraid most of us mammals do have a lot of difficulty telling the difference between your people and non-sapient foliage. May I just say, you're looking splendid today. Have you had some of your leaves done? That green is, how shall I say it, that green is positively leguminous. Well, thank you, Commander. Thank you for noticing. I suppose I can overlook this, this appalling behavior. Just for one time. But if I had a rolled up newspaper... He's clearly sorry, Mrs. F. And so are we all. I assure you, it was an innocent mistake. Can we move past this? Oh, I suppose so. But I'm not happy. We, we, not happy at all. I appreciate your understanding. There wasn't any ill will meant, I'm sure. Say, what are you reading? Soul on Ice. Really? Interesting choice. Are you studying up on our time of imbalance? Well, not really. I thought it would be a cookbook. And what's your name, Cassine? Hunter, please return to your ship. I'll join you presently. A reminder to all fairground staff, the annual Bring Your Offspring to Work event will be occurring all three shifts this upcoming Wednesday. If your progeny has more than three stomachs, You'll have to get a second meal voucher from the commissary. Following last year's rash of arsons, we ask that anyone with potentially unruly offspring please bring them instead to the designated problematic juvenile containment area in Sade 12. You know who we mean, Sheila. Thank you. around and around with it for a while. I mean, these bands don't exist anymore, and it's not like we can use AI to fill in with full feed or head bake shows, or we'll have a picket line of angry robots surrounding HQ before you can say Silicon Sentience Act. So, we know it can't be a virtual show, but these union headers, they still scan as valid, and we can't reach anyone's management to figure out what's going on. Well, I mean, that part is normal. Management never wants to talk to us. Imagine that. So, what does it mean? Where is it coming from? Who's behind it? And then I got it. Then I figured it out. You figured it out? 
Well, my assistant did. She said, once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. That's from Arthur C. Clarke. I memorized it. I got a lot of hidden depths, you know? No, it isn't. And no, you don't. Say what? What was your assistant's idea? Ex-assistant. I fired her once she was done explaining it, so it's my idea now. <laughs> I can't believe how sharp I am. <laughs> you know, totaled up over the years, we could have saved a buttload of oxygen by just not letting you breathe any. So anyway, the whole thing comes down to a legal tangle a couple hundred years ago. You know anything about the what's in the name hearings? Not much. Some copyright thing? It goes something like this. So. It's the early 21st century, right? Music and art and theater and literature have been going gangbusters for over a hundred years. Not always great for the artists, fair enough, but some outstanding work is being preserved by galleries and labels and managers. Exploited by galleries and labels and managers. Potato, potato, middle of the 21st century, death spiral. Everyone's an artist. Everyone's a critic. Everyone's grass-rooting. Let's cut out the middleman and just do what we want, sure. Everyone's got access to all this music and the artists to make it a little scratch. But without the firm guiding hand of record companies and critics and music publishers, no one is making a killing. Right around then, AI gets to the point where the copyright holders can live dupe any classic artist, right? Rock and roll really will never die. So back come all those great marketable artists from the past. People stick to what they know. Nothing new can get any traction. There are a few bright lights, but they're all lost in a sea of AI rehash. So by the start of the 22nd, we are into the great yawn. It's a couple of hundred years before people really start to crawl out of the mouth of the yawn, and that was one of the first killer album titles from that time, Out of the Mouth of the Yawn by Delstar.star. They might be playing here. Oh, they are not playing here later this month! Stop it! So, around 2300, people are starting to get sick of all the covers and remakes and reboots, but <laughs> what else is out there? No one's willing to take a chance promoting a new sound, but then... Bam! The first robot revolutionary front manages to get the AI ban passed. Which means that all of a sudden, 99% of the products out there is illegal. And all of a sudden, everyone is scrambling to find new content. Great songwriters, great composers, great painters and playwrights and booze and great bad sex. It starts to come back. It all starts to come back. The thing is, during the great yawn, trademark and service mark speculation turned out to be a better business than actual art. So management firms had bought up the rights on millions of names and titles, any possible ones their IP teams could think of. Now there are all these new bands that need a name for themselves. They've either got to shell out big bucks to buy one or come up with something that no one's thought to pre-register and good luck on that. Ha! A few of them, I managed to hit on something decent. But everybody else, well, we had, we had Britney 2100 and Britney For You and Britney 666 and Britney 3.14 and those were just the popular ones. There were hundreds of others, too. It just kept getting worse and worse. Remember that track, Stickman Awake After the Dream? Mm, that's such a good album. I know, right? Remember the name of the band? Huh. No. Hot Butt Fan 2360 Farts. So this 
was a problem. Right. I do remember. They passed that law. Exactly. They passed the All Good Names Are Taken Act of 2324, which released all registered band names back to the public, along with titles, song names, and so forth. Then anyone can use these names without breaking the law. The law, sure. Union regs, not on your life. After good names, the music scene was a total free-for-all. We had to step in and put a stop to it. Everyone was the Beatles and Bastard Mojave and Hall and Oates all over again. Nobody knew who the hell was who or the who. It all worked out for the best, though. I mean, toppling Moss absence started as just another Rolling Stones until we made them change it. Did them a favor if you ask me. I mean, they should have thanked us. Okay. But what does all this ancient history have to do with these bookings? You're telling me these acts I've signed up can't actually exist? You better hope they don't. If they do, I gotta find all of you and issue a rebrand order. Find me? How is this my fault? I checked all the codes. They all cleared. Why weren't they flagged? I'm guessing someone must have staked a ton of open booking vouchers under the names of the big acts back when they were up for grabs. And they've been selling them off quietly down the line ever since. We, we probably never would have caught it if some smarthead hadn't just dumped a whole stack of them into your booking system. Stops! Get out here, you smarthead! Finally! How long does it take to get a little comeuppance around here? Yes, tell us, sister. Hey, Jorp D. Whoa, you buffers look real busy. I'm gonna vague, yeah? I'll catch you later. Oh, you're gonna be catching something, all right. Sit down. We need to talk. Stops, is it? A pleasure. Hey, let's have a little discussion about your uh, interesting attitude toward union regs, shall we? Voider. Before we settle in for the ceremonies, I request that we take a moment of observance. All Fedorian vessels have an anteroom like this one where we pause and reflect. Let us regard this statue in solemn contemplation. Why, Rex, this is lovely. Your craftspeople are quite skilled. This statue, is it a representation of the Golden Age Fedorian hero, a good dog? The pose is especially noble and such expressive eyes. Thank you both. Yes, this is a scene chosen from the triumphs of a good dog. It's from the cycle of refraint. Here, the hero has discovered something thrown, but considers whether this is a proper time to fetch it. It is a very complex challenge in the cycle and can resolve either way in studies. In my opinion, something thrown must be returned and will require and complete the arc of retrieval. Interesting. And who's a good dog? Yeah, I'm the canary in the Latorian coal mine, apparently. Or the Jovian bathysphere where the epoxy seals are being rebuilt with a laser saw. But yes, the coast is clear. 
Men, please, everyone, let us adjourn to the auditorium for the ceremony of renewal. Hmm. How long is this ceremony likely to go on, do you know? The Fedorians are fairly impatient with this sort of thing. It will only feel long. Will it start a war if I try to snatch a quick nap? These chairs are incredibly comfy. Dozing off is customary at such occasions. No one is likely to notice. We are not folk of many words, but we are pleased for this chance to honor and renew a peace treaty that has lasted inviolate for millennia. A rare covenant, perhaps unique in all traveled space. From the very moment we sought out aid in need, after fortune left us cold, hungry, and friendless in foreign lands, we were given kindness and stern, appreciative love. And for thousands of years, we have returned that love and companionship in kind to the humans of Earth. What? what? HF, I can't talk right now. We're in the middle of uh, something super confusing. I'll call you back in a minute, okay? A, a peace treaty. I don't think I've ever... I know about this, surely. I'd have heard of it. Commander, best to hold your peace, because we like peace, especially now. Yes, of course we do. I mean to say, let the renewal begin. This is a tale of friendship and hardship, of certainty and doubt, of exploration and acceptance, of days and nights, of differences and bondings, of travels and homecomings, of ins and outs, of need and pride, of tenderness and bluff, of new dawnings and the coming of dusk, of hunger and satiation, of fear and overcoming that fear, of familiar surroundings and new rough landscapes, of seasons and moments, of quadrupeds and bipeds, of doubt and decisiveness. Wait, we already used that last one. Make sure to edit that before recording. It's a tale of men and of Fedorians, and by men we actually mean women as well, and all the other humans too which we should probably just say in the first place. I don't know why we need to bring men up. I know it sounds old-fashioned, but it's just silly. Get me the jury who... All right, fine, moving on. Behold, a ship. Oh, a dear Jones. Times like this, Frawl, I wish I could take vacations and leave myself here on duty. a piece of orbital debris. Shh. 
It falls so suddenly from the dark void, tumbling end over end. The crew struggling to refire the rockets. The inner space dark and smoking, and the smell of that scorches their noses. The scout falls, like a stick with no one to catch it. Then one engine lights, and another. And they break the ship's fall with just enough power to save the crew. The scout ship broken, breached, torn apart and burning, but the scouts within escaped, cut and hurt but living, and the land icy and unfamiliar. Cry for them, there should be despair, but there is not. They salvage what they can, make a meager camp, cold nights and thin soup, but still there is hope. Can they rebuild the radio? Can they launch a beacon? Can they find power for the scout cells? They cannot, but they hope, because if they don't hope, then all is lost. Shit, that was they dramatic as all hell. They will die as they lived, with honor. They hunt, but this world is new to them. Its ways unfamiliar and inscrutable. The fire is small, and they clutch together for warmth. The nights are long, and they are bitter cold. The first of the survivors dies, and then the second. Their paws are icy and numb. But even as the story nears its final chapter, one scout smells something in the dark of night. Smoke in the distance. And food, cooking food. Her companions huddle out of the wind. Too weak to search and too broken to answer. And Fang limps out alone to face the end of her path. She goes far. When it's over. She doesn't go far. Of course She's remember. too tired to remember. But she cannot stop. She limps until she can limp no further. And then she crawls. She crawls on her belly and the cold puts teeth in her. She doesn't know she has found the fire until she is at the fire. Her mind is empty of all but cold and pain. And then she is at the fire. And the natives of this planet look at her. She honors them as best she can. Her feet together, her eyes raised. She puts her head on her legs and sighs. On that night, the humans of Earth give her treats, bones and meat ends and bits of charred bread from their meal. They warm her by the fire. They rub behind her ears and scritch above her tail. And the Treaty of Fang Treat Campfire is made. In the morning, she brings the rest of the scouts to camp. And they live and hunt and warm each other. And so their descendants continue to do over the countless centuries between their time and our own. The dogs of Earth are no longer Fedorians, true, but we honor them as our cousins. And to this day, we honor the treaty their ancestors made with the humans of Earth. Created and produced by Say It So Enterprises and Say Can You See Productions by Arrangement and Dint. All your talking needs, none of your bulky price. Is anyone still listening? Please, we need your help. 
If you can hear my voice, please help. My name is Beth, and I am being held prisoner in the studio hive in the inner moon of Jabba 4. I've been here a year already, I think. It's hard to tell. We're locked in these chairs, and they make us record for days, and they don't pay us. We need to get some food. Well, I practice. But it's awful. Hello? Please help. Hello? Hey, Jeff. Please go, please. Oh, God. Oh, time for my parents. Let's just shut this thing up. That was a very refreshing presentation. I didn't miss anything important, did I, Frawl? In point of fact, you did. Would you like me to repeat the information verbally, or just inscribe it directly into your cerebral cortex? Oh, what the hell. Let's take the shortcut. Urgon! Oh, huh. Thanks, Frawl. Oh, that's fascinating. I've never heard of the Treaty of Fang Tree Campfire. Our longest lasting diplomatic agreement, and we don't even know about it. That's probably the reason for its longevity. If you had been aware of its existence, you would no doubt have been tempted to violate it. So, Commander, all other formalities have been concluded. We must ask for your help. We've come to celebrate the Treaty of Fang Tree Campfire, of course. But that could be done on Earth as well. We're here now for a different and more urgent reason. We'd be happy to help in any way we can, Rex. What do you need from us? We are here to recover the Ark of Retrieval. It has been lost for generations, and we have been tasked with bringing it home. Per the terms of Fang Treat Campfire, it is vital that you return the Ark to us. We must, I am afraid, insist most strenuously. A Fedorian relic. Here. On the fairgrounds. Are you certain? Very certain. All right then. I'll take your word for it. What does this arc look like? How can we track it? The station's layout is complex, so the more we know about what we're looking for, the more helpful we can be. It is the arc of retrieval! I, I don't know what to say about it. It begins and it is rare in its beauty. It is mystifying and perfect and whole. The Ark is a journey and a vessel of travel. It is the path and the power of the path. When it comes to rest, it is filled with the promise of another trip. Right. I don't suppose you could give us a description of a less metaphysical nature? I have said what there is to be said, Commander. The Ark is in your hands, and you must return it! Okay, then. What do you think, Frawl? A vessel of travel? Could it be a shuttle, or some kind of survey probe? Or maybe a container like the Ark of the Covenant? If it's a shuttle, we could find out what it uses for propulsion and scan for traces. Noah's Ark was a giant boat, but that's more an allegory than anything else. If you say so, sir. Don't you know that one? Noah's Ark. Two by two, he called them, and what about the mosquitoes? <laughs> Obviously, there wasn't a real ark. I mean, what would they do with the poop? It's an allegory. Not so much. Not so much what? That uh, was a hell of a storm. You're telling me a human actually built a giant wooden boat and- Oh, not a human, no. Or a boat. What would they do with the poop? Nonetheless, there is a grain of truth to the story. Curious how your people got a hold of it. Lieutenant, can we talk about this later? You did bring it up, sir. But yes, later. 
assuming that later is a valid proposition in this case. Species extinction, right. So we need to get the Fedorians back their ark. Say, for all, this isn't one of those things that you already know the solution to, but no one has actually asked you, so you haven't told us it. Is it? Because if it is, this is me, asking. I'm not sure how to reply to that, Commander. We would need to define a number of concepts very precisely, especially given your somewhat blinkered understanding of the concept of already. Before I could begin to translate my answer into terms that you would find intelligible, I could get you a rough and ready ballpark yes or no in about 48 minutes, but that would be just over four minutes after other negative outcomes which would render the answer moot. So you may or may not know, but you can't tell me what you know, and either way we've got 44 minutes on the clock before the shooting starts. More or less, regardless of whether the question can be answered or not though, I can state fairly confidently that you would hate any answer that could be determined to exist. I could have guessed that much myself. Okay, well, since we don't have any other nigh-omnipotent crew members, we'll just have to find this thing by more conventional methods. How about we- Commander, uh, Rex, probably you should hear this. Okay, HF, you're talking to everyone now. Everyone, HF is my boss, and he's down on the decommissioned floors of Race Sector. Hi, everyone. Oh, hey, kid, did you get me any olives? Olives? I hate olives! I'll you take that as a no. Well, never mind. So I was tracing some of the water feeds down here. Raish has been empty for a while, and I ran into some unusual vacuum damage. Nothing too serious. The bulkheads closed the way they're supposed to, so there was a little blistering. But weird, especially from such a small breach. So I'm checking the lockdowns, and I run into someone who shouldn't be here. Which, again, is anybody who's not me or the kid, because the sector's closed. I, of course, was not surprised to find myself here, on a disused level in an empty sector. Sherlock Holmes bot speaking. Such spots regularly fall within my purview. Furthermore, I adhere to the Black Moose theories of event potential, so it is neither surprising that I was here, nor that we met here by apparent chance. <laughs> ha! You are amused? Black Moose postulates, in pertinent part, that events happen where they can, where they must, or where they will. If curious unknown events occurred in populous spots, everyone would know about them, and though they might be curious, they would not be unknown. Thus, my regular stops at Race 37, Sweet Sesedi, and similar locations. Oh, I'm quite fond of the Black Moose postulates. When considered from a 27-dimensional perspective, they're absolutely hilarious. Great light reading, but do go on, please. Okay, so the other funny thing, besides this guy hanging around, is that the vacuum was actually caused by a window, a broken window. After all the times the robot union said they wouldn't respond to hard vacuum calls in case there was an open window, what are the odds we get one where they were actually right? 100%, plus or minus. And this is a matter for command staff Y. Broken windows are WSS's responsibility, Mr. Fornas. I have some rather more pressing matters on my plate at the moment. Well, Commander, I know that, but this guy insisted on showing you... If I may but elucidate, I believe all will shortly become clear. So many years ago, I was here in the course of my perambulations, and, as we would expect from Black Moose's laws, I observed the vacuum drop when the ill-fated hull plate was freshly punctured. The leak was quite minor, and the automatic repair cycle had already commenced. From my observations of the scene, it was clear that the damage had been caused by a small, spherical object moving in some 
payload speed. This very object here, if I may hazard an opinion, which I suspect may be of interest to your current guests. Holy Arglist! The Ark of Retrieval! You found it! All in a day's work for Sherlock Holmes. And I'm here too. What the? Gardens. Veronica Gardens. Holmes the Gardens. Detectives. Just wanted to get that in. Deductions and deducings at reasonable rates. The Ark of Retrieval! Retrieval the weapon systems! Power down the forward of targeting away! Oh. Arc with a C. It's a ball that you throw. Yes, a ball. And from the radial char pattern on the rear curves, one that was fired from a space-faring torpedo tube. Distinctive traces of rifling effects suggest one of the forward tubes on a light cruiser of alien manufacture. The ball's speed was sufficient to break a vacuum-facing window, but not enough to breach interior compartment walls. So it was an incidence of jest or prankery, and not a hot shot in some cold war. Analysis of the surface distress patterns on this ball indicated it was worried affectionately by a toothy race of a predatory disposition. From this general pattern of that, I surmise that the ball was a treasured possession of a Fedorian bloodline, and took the liberty of dispatching an anonymous message to Fido 2 by Supraluminal Post. When I heard that the fetch had docked here at the fairgrounds, I knew my deductions had borne fruit. Also, it says, property of family Rex Fido II, if found please return, on the back, with the number of a postal relay dropbox. Yes, quite so. This served to confirm my hypothesis. Come along, Gardens. We must return this wayward MacGuffin to its rightful owners before retiring to our digs in VAB 41. All right, I'm closing this ticket. The water fountains are functional and race, so systems can run its assessment and get animal control in to track down the monkeys. John, you sure they don't have any olives? Uh, just chew toys. Sorry. <sighs> All right, then. Your shift's almost over. No point coming back to the office. See you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. WSS out. Monkeys? By Hephaestus Sooty Ankles. Please tell me all of station maintenance is not on a code alert, rewatering a derelict sector and sending out response teams just because some idiot dropped his brine shrimp down a vent. Please tell me that. Commander, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that all this Michigas in Raish has coincidentally ensured that our visit from the Fedorians will not precipitate a shooting war. The bad news does indeed concern brine shrimp. It's all over, Althar. Let's go home. Hey, out there, my big time, I'm all the right time, rockin' rocky rocks, rockets in my pits. Key the ignition on this transmission. I know you were wishing for explosive fission in tonight's Britpop Frisson show. But small faces unseen and seldom heard in this fire alarm since before the sun set on the British Empire. Happenstance is a hard road. Today we've been run off that road. The small faces will not be appearing tonight at the electric egg. Due to circumstances that make out of control look like lightning in a bottle.
who faces the faces the electric gang is proud to present D and stops in the tribute show to the band their music their times and their talents itchy cool babies itchy cool roll on into the egg way we're done la sha la 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 lee side don't fade away come on in and get some shelter and run i can't believe any of this stops i was looking forward to working with you and this you know first you took my bookings away and then you weren't even bringing the bands you said you were bringing you took my shows and you were just selling air. Not even good air. Just hot, empty, smelly air. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't mean this like it sounds, but I wouldn't even be here if you hadn't twisted my arms. Wish it hadn't happened, but you know. You don't mean it like it sounds? How do you mean it? Nah, check that. It's exactly like it sounds. Okay, I know I backed you into a corner, but you're getting something out of this too, remember? I've got your back when security's looking to make a chunk-style bust. Yeah, you know I'm on the legume, D, but you don't really charm what that means. I got a colonel on my back. A colonel on your back? And what, a general in one of your butts? They tell you to run scams like this? These army guys? Colonel with a K, man. Planter's pride. I ride the peanut butter knife and it rides me. I already hit you. Stops fly solo. Never known any other way. Human music is my thing. I've been living that sound since before my first molt. It's more home than home. I thought I could bring it and fly it and make it all sing. So I bought codes, right? Play the system and I can play my way. But I couldn't think it through. You know? You know why? When I pop a bravo, everything is all in my soul at once. And I rule it. I ride it. I'm in it, and it lights me up like a fire of stars. I can squeeze it out like joy, like living joy, out of my stops and into the room. Papa Bravo? You mean when you're high? Yeah, Papa Bravo. On my nut. Spread out. Stuck to the roof. But it's all just about that second, that instant, that spark. No future. And I know, it seems craggy and you got every right to be zarked, but it's always been a ride for one. I don't know how to take on passengers, man. It's never too late to learn. I thought you were worried about your spiritual development, Zoo. You're never going to get anywhere if you just hide out in your comfort zone getting sticky. I'm... Oh, Nerds D, I did you wrong. Chip too. Wish I could retcon that stupid plan. At least that union weasel was willing to cut you a break on the fine in exchange for the deets on the bookings hoarder. Otherwise, you'd be completely frilled. Too true. Listen, D, no schnes. I'm sorry about all this. What do you say? Are we flush? Sure. We're flush. But listen, Stops. No more scheming, okay? I really need someone to have my back here. I'll be playing the egg for a long haul, whether I like it or not. So that's both of us. But yeah, I got you. And hey, listen, Zood, I still got the rights to cover all that material, even if we gotta use our own names. You should put some of those tunes in our sets. You'll kick them silly and I'll play hard. Sounds like a plan. Two voices and 14 hands. Hey, one other thing. I got a new review. Can we put it up on the marquee? A review? Already? I guess. What'd they say about you? Might be amazing! It's kind of... 
Can we use it? Systems nominal. Velocity on impact was subsonic? We're showing a vacuum breach in Aleph 59, strictly non-structural damage. Bulkhead's isolating the leak now? No casualties indicated? Redirect a sweep sensor off the traffic lanes. Backscan along the collision trajectory for other incoming. Yes, Commander. Frawl. Where's Frawl? I'm here, Commander. We could have used you just now. We had a minor incident, unknown object strike in Aleph 59. Where were you? Here. Where were you before? Here. I'm aware of what you're asking, sir. Best to let it be. Trajectory clear, Commander. Uh, Commander Toriana, I've got coded transmission from the fetch. Three hours outbound on course to return to the Fido system. They're still in local space going Sulu... Uh, correction. Sir, they've gone superluminal and have left comms range. Decoded? Yes, Amber. Let me know when you got it cracked. Right, Commander. Decoded? Yes, as soon as... Oh, right. What does it say? It says from Rex. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Now throw it back? Oh, goody. Attention all telepaths. A mixer is being held for all beings with SB ratings over 8.3 sometime in the next several cycles. If you do not already know the exact time and location for this event, you do not qualify to attend. Deal with it. Alvar has closed the privacy curtain in the room of living. Roommate John may look around for complacency. Uh, thanks, Alvar. And thanks for bringing me along to that whatever it was with the Fedorians. That was something else. They seemed really nice, if freaky, on a lot of levels. It is a saying of Iltor. All peoples are freaky to the observation of others. Indeed, the rest of the galaxy finds your human response to the Iltorian appearance of a great freakiness. But Alvar appreciates deeply the company of roommate John and his presence at the historic celebration of Fairtreat Campfire. And there was no distress, only itchy in the trousers of discomfort, which Alvar has now removed with great joy and enlightenment. About the distress thing this morning, Althar, I wanted to apologize again for that. I know I frightened you, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't handle it that well. I'm not at my best when I wake up in the middle of the night. It is not a worry, roommate John. It is very much better to be prepared for distress that does not occur than unprepared for distress that does. May Althar ask what was the reason for the loud waking up from sleep? It is not the usual method Althar has observed. Often the waking up has loud noises, but they are from the goddammit alarm clock, yes? Yeah, uh, it, it's just alarm clock, but otherwise you've got the idea. Well, I was, this is a little embarrassing, sorry, but I was having a dream, Althar, and you were in it. You were coming into my room, and you were wearing these yellow and blue pajamas, and it was, well, I mean, it wasn't as bad as it would be in real life. I don't think my subconscious is capable of that, but anyway, it was scary enough to wake me up. 
roommate John was dreaming of Elthar? Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I know it's weird. Elthar is... Elthar is very moved, roommate John. May Elthar ask a question that is perhaps of the proboscis? Proboscis? Oh, nosy. A nosy question. Of course, Elthar. Go ahead. Roommate John, Elthar does not accuse, but Elthar must seek the understanding. Is this room entering dream a part of human mating rituals? Because Elthar likes very much roommate John as a roommate, but Elthar was assured this did not require the actual mating. There are not mating feelings within Elthar. Oh. Oh. No. 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 Elthar, there is no mating happening here. No. 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 Not. No. There are, there are different kinds of dreams. This is not a part of a mating ritual. Oh, good lord, no, 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 no. A great relief to Elthar. Elthar also has no mating feelings for roommate John, so there will be no uncomfortable problems. The famous human enthusiasm for mating and romance is of great interest to Elthar, but to study only, please. <laughs> okay, I know we've got a reputation, but humans do think about other things besides mating. Aware of this, and the Eltorians are the only species to which a human has never suggested the mating, so it would be of great surprise to Althar if roommate John wished to perform it. But Althar must ask, because one time Althar was unprepared for a conference with a representative of the Prandox assemblage. There was much strangeness and confusing talk, and then Althar discovered that in the society of the Prandux, sharing meals creates expectation of a nature that is nuptial. It was very unhappy to explain the mistake. Wow, sounds like that would be really hard to deal with. No, roommate John, it was not hard at all. It was rather squishy. Yes, squishy. Oh, God. But there is nothing squishy with roommate John. Althar is content that there is no meeting expectation. Althar is not even sure how that would work. Let's definitely not think about it. Yes! There is good feeling in Althar of warmness, and roommate John has the dreams of Althar, which is the indication of importance of Althar to roommate John, yes? It makes the pedibout tingle. There is much Aristotelian affection in the relation of John and Althar. Oh, it, it's actually platonic, Althar. We have a platonic relationship. No, Althar has made study of human philosophy. Aristotelian is the word Althar is choosing. Oh, okay. Roommate John, may Althar ask another question? Sure. May Althar now address John as friend John to honor the closeness between John and Althar? Friendly closeness, right? With no expectations of, uh, what was it, nuptial nature? Yes! The friendship of Iltorian with human! This would be a great honor and accomplishment. Is John the friend of Althar? I guess I am. Yeah, I'd say we're friends. Althar thanks you, friend John! <laughs> Jubilation! Althar and John are Thanks, Althar. I'm glad to be your friend. <laughs> ah!
Well, maybe don't do that so much. So, uh, this sounds pretty official. Is there anything else we need to do? Like a friendship ritual? Or is just saying it enough? Do I have to wear a special hat or anything? It is enough that we know, friend John. But other has enjoyed your special hat. It is blinky. Ah, right. I'm never getting past that hat, am I? Friend John! Elmer is filled with joy! Would friend John like to celebrate with a banana? It is yellow, yellow and, and delicious. delicious. Yeah, I know it is out there. Sure, I'll get myself a celebratory banana. Uh, would you like this chew toy? You've been listening to Life with Althar, Episode 3. This episode was written by Linus Gelber for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir as John B., Barrett Johnson as Althar, Derek Peterson as Stops, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Eli Ganias as Hardy Fox Fornes, Amanda LaPagola as Mrs. Frondranax, Zuri Washington as D, and Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, and also featured David Arthur Backrack, Linus Gelber, Ian W. Hill, Lex Friedman, Jessica Stoya, Olivia Baseman, Dean Haspiel, Leela Okafor, and Philip Cruz. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another tale from the fairgrounds, but until then, let's check in on the green room at the Electric Egg, where Dee and Stops are composing a strongly worded letter. Voice to text, please. Letter format. Address. Moll Stolberg. Musicians Union, Temperance City Music Union Building, Deimos Solar System. Body text. Dear Sir, it's Arthur Conan Doyle, you muffin, not Arthur C. Clarke. And you have all the hidden depth of graphene mesh. Indignantly yours, Delilah D. Mallory and Kibonzo Stops Abacab. Electric Egg Fairgrounds. End letter. Hmm. Needs more contempt. What's the most obnoxious font I can possibly use for this? Comic Sans? Papyrus. <gasps> New Ionian Condensed? Copperplate. <laughs>